Alright Wrestling with Theology fans, this is Pastor Dougman, and it is Easter Monday. And what a great time to be able to start a new book in the Concordia, the Book of Concord. But before we get into that, we'll start next week. I wanted to give a little bit of the history that's going on with all of this. So Reformation history automatically starts with October 31st, 1517, where Luther posts the 95 Theses against indulgences on the castle church door in Wittenberg. That is what puts him kind of on the map. 1520, he writes the letter to the Christian nobility of the German nation, part of which calling for a church council and saying that the German authorities have the ability to call a council, citing that Emperor Constantine had called the Council of Nicaea in 325. Move on a little bit. We have June 25th, 1530. That is when the Augsburg Confession is delivered to Emperor Charles V. August 3rd of that year, you have the Roman Confutation being read for the German princes. February 8, 1531, the Small Caldic League is formed as a defense against those who would try to stamp out Lutheranism by force. So a lot of the Lutheran princes got together for their own protection as a confederation of city-states and so forth inside the Holy Roman Empire. April of that year, the original or the quarto version of the Apology was published. This would be Melanchthon's original one, but by the time of June, he had su such feedback back that he needed to add more stuff. The What's called the Octavo, or the expanded version, is published in September of 1531. June 4th, 1536, Pope Paul III issues a decree for the council to be held in Mantua, Italy, beginning on May 23rd. 1537. All right, so now we've had a decade and a half of Lutherans asking for a council. Now we finally have the Pope saying, okay, we'll have a council next year in Mantua. That's great. September 23rd, 1536, Pope Paul issues a bull clarifying that the Council of Mantua would be for the express purpose of the utter exportation of the poisonous, pestilential Lutheran heresy. That is, the entire point of the Council of Mantua is to eradicate Lutheranism from the face of Germany and the Holy Roman Empire. December 11, 1536, Elector John Frederick commissions Luther to write a statement of faith in preparation for the council. So he starts writing the Small Cald articles because they are going to be presented in the city of Small Cald, where the Small Caldic League is meeting again to talk about what is going to happen at this upcoming council. So February 7, 1537, the Articles are presented in small cold, not by Luther, because Luther is still not able to be there. This time it's health reasons. And the this is less than a decade before he dies. But the last decade, decade and a half of Luther's life is riddled with disease. And whether it's 
possibly congestive heart failure on up to the possibility of strokes or something like that. He's unable to make it in person, so Melanchthon presents these articles, as well as his treatise on the primacy of the Pope, which they also accept at the same time. So this is three months and a few days before the council is going to happen in Italy. So we fast forward those couple of months. May 23rd, 1537, the first day of the church council. Guess what? There's no council. Pope Paul III has pulled out and decided, no, we're going to do it at a later time. And so that goes on. That extensions continues to go on until 1545 when the Council of Trent actually starts just before Luther's death. And as we go through the small cult articles, you have this idea of Luther partially from the political side of it, partially from the physical side of himself, firmly believes that he will not be alive to see this church council actually happen. And of course, the church council that, hap- that begins just before he dies yeah, is nothing like what he was hoping it would be. It ends up trying to be exactly what Pope Paul III had hoped for, an utter extirp- extirpation of the poisonous, pestilential Lutheran heresy. Because all the Council of Trent does is take everything that the Roman Church already had and solidifies it even more. And solidifies it against the Lutherans, against the Reformed, against the Anabaptist, and anybody else who would come up with any other idea other than what they had already been doing. And that is the problem. This is why we talked about it in the last article of the Apology of the Augsburg Confession, talking about the two swords, the church and state difference, which did not exist in the Holy Roman Empire because the two were so intertwined and intermeshed, it was ridiculous. But again, the idea that a council of getting together and working through these things. I agree with Luther. That would have been a great idea back then. In the early years of the Reformation, within less than 20 from the time that he posted the 95 Theses, which is where we mark the beginning of the Lutheran Reformation. But honestly, I think 1520, 1521 are better dates for that. Or even June 25th, 1530, with the presentation of the Augsburg Confession, would again be another better time than October 31st, 1517. But that's just me as a student of history saying there were better times to mark it because early Luther, 1517, 1518, 1519, completely different than the Luther of the small cult articles and uh, the later books published in the 1540s, starkly different, because Luther has grown up in his theology a lot in that time. So even in 1520, when he's writing that the German princes have the authority to call a council, 
he's still got this idea that everything can all be smoothed over. We can all still remain under Rome. We just get these few things ironed out. And honestly, yes, we could still be under Rome had that council actually happened, had it actually been an honest dialogue. As I had at the beginning of my podcast now almost four years ago, the idea of common ground, the looking to see not only what the differences are, but what is it that we hold in common? Where can we start to work together on it? That is what should have happened. And I don't know if the Pope decided, along with, say, the president of the International Lutheran Council, of which the Missouri Senate is a member, or the larger Lutheran World Federation, or any other church body, if he were to decide to get together and say, okay, let's all join together and see what and where we can work together. What can we do to bring the church back to the one holy Catholic and apostolic church of the creeds. That would be awesome. But I think there's probably too much water under the bridge and too much societal issues, even amongst like those churches that call themselves Lutherans and what we believe about social justice and uh, systemic racism and even gender identity. I mean, those being the big things right now that separate people from each other, but also separate churches from each other. Could that happen? I think it would take a very strong leadership from everyone involved. And I honestly don't think we have that just yet. But could it happen in the future? I pray that it does. I would love to see one church walking squarely on the scriptures searching them out, digging deeper into the scriptures to make the common confession of the faith in Jesus Christ. All right, this is just a short one because it is Easter Monday, and even as I'm pre-recording this, I'm exhausted. But next week we begin the small called articles. We'll spend a few weeks on it as it digs deeper really into a last will and testament, you could call it, for Luther, as he seeks to make sure everybody knows exactly what he believes and what he teaches and what his the pastors around him teach as well, which is exactly what we still teach today, which is why we stand in the confessional corner to continue to dig into them to further our faith build up on the foundation of Jesus Christ in the true teachings of the church. I thank you for listening. I hope you had a wonderful Easter. And if you did not take advantage of the passion readings that were through last week, I encourage you to go back to them. If you want to go back and go through the Apology of the Augsburg Confession again a little bit, I encourage you to go back to those. I'm working on the website, which has been, well, yes, rather uh, neglected for the last year plus uh, in order to make those things more easily accessible to you. But again, if you're enjoying this podcast, hop onto Facebook, Wrestling With Theology, uh, 
give me a shout out on there talking about whether it's on one of the uh, podcast posts or if it's on one of the other posts as I do throughout the week. Get on there and just say what your thoughts are on the podcast to let me know because I love feedback and I love to be able to help make this an even better podcast for you and for me. Amen.